Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing biblical truths and topics found in the book of James. We hope that this podcast encourages you to have a stronger love for God and others. Welcome to Discover Grace. Glad to be here with you with Garrett. Um, we're excited to open up in the book of James, James chapter three. We're going to be talking about verses one through six. But before we get into that, Garrett, how about you tell us about your week? Yes, it was it was an awesome, awesome week. And uh, at our church, we had a huge Sunday. Um, many visitors came to the church. Um, we kind of themed it around Valentine's Day um, with having uh, love. I love my church Sunday. And so it was just kind of a themed Sunday. And uh, many people brought visitors. Um, I was able to, to bring a couple of the teenagers' parents to church and um, a grandma of one of the, the children in junior church. And uh, so all in all, on Sunday, we saw nine baptized and, and then two uh, separate families join the church, one on Sunday morning and one on Sunday night. And so it was just awesome. And then uh, even on Friday, uh, the previous Friday, I was able to um, talk to this, this grandma that did end up coming to church. I talked to her for about an hour and a half and uh, just had so many questions, you know, about religion, whether, you know, Jesus was the son of God, whether the Bible is true or not, and just really went systematically through it. And uh, I was, I was kind of nervous because she asked me, or she was starting to ask these questions and she said, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of preachers over the years and uh, no one's ever been able to explain this to me. So good luck. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, I'll try my best. And uh, I said, I, I believe I have an answer for it. But uh, when it came down to it, I was able to open up the, the Bible, share some scriptures with her, of course, the gospel. And um, once I was done with that, of course, wanted to give her the opportunity and not, not pressure her to do it, but that she knew that she was a sinner and she needed a savior. And, uh, and she looked at me and she said, you know, I've never, I've never felt this way before. Um, after someone's talked to me, and I've never felt what I'm feeling on the inside of of uh, after you've talked and all the things that you've went over. And of course, I believe that was the Holy Spirit really prodding her to get saved. And so uh, I really left it up to her, but she really wanted to accept Christ as her Savior. So she bowed her head there and, and accepted the Lord. So it was just a, a great week. The Lord really showed himself real in a lot of areas. Um, and I'm very grateful for it. But uh, how about you, Dalton? Man, that that is awesome. Uh, what an amazing story to see someone, you know, come to the Lord, be convicted mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit, you know, all him uh, and and see that individual get saved. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great week. Um, this past thing in the past week in the teen department, we uh, mm -hmm. we made T-shirts for our, the new year, the new theme. Nice. Um, Acts 2022 uh, for the year 2022. It's bound in the spirit. Mm. So we've been talking about that. So we finally got our T-shirts out. Uh, I think uh, our teenagers love those. And so we've been seeing them wear it around, you know, practices or around, you know, church visitation. Mm -hmm. uh, some on Wednesday night will come wearing it. Uh, so that's been exciting to see that. Uh, then also we, we have our state tournament for basketball coming up this week and next week, JV and varsity. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, uh, we'll be going right into our varsity state tournament. So looking forward to that. Our, our boys have won two times back to back. Um, single A, but this this time they have a chance for three uh, state state championships in a row, but they get to play against double A. So wow. uh, the way they worked it out this year. Um, so that's that's a pretty big deal for us. Um, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds real exciting. And uh, sometimes I miss being able to play basketball. <laughs> I don't I don't miss high school, but I miss basketball mm -hmm. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely but, a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, it, it really was. But I've enjoyed James all the book we went through, chapter one, chapter two, and now in chapter three. It's hard to believe that we're already entering into a new chapter. And uh, man, exciting stuff that we've been able to go over. Uh, last week's episode, if you haven't been able to listen to it, uh, with Brother Scott Pauly, just did a phenomenal job uh, going through the scriptures. Just asked him a few of his personal questions um, through his ministry, what he's experienced. And also from the passage that we went over, um, James chapter 2, uh, verses uh, 19 through 26. And so uh, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to that. It was a great episode. And any of the other episodes from James chapter number 1 on to 2, and now starting with chapter 3. And uh, we want to go through here, uh, verses 1 through 6 is what we're going to be talking about today. And so I'll go ahead and open it up and, and read verses 1 through 3. And then Dalton, if you want to pull up and uh, read 4 through 6. Uh, that would be great. And then we're just going to go down for those of you who are listening and uh, just talk about the passage and, and see what the Lord's trying to teach us and uh, what James is putting across to the brethren. And so starting in James chapter number three and verse number one, it says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to also bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we may turn about their whole body. Verse 4. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a manner a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, and the word world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members that it is defiled the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. That is a, uh, a good passage there. And uh, I, I was going over and studying, um, you know, I feel like the Lord is trying to tell us in this passage and a lot about the tongue, of course, is talking. Uh, but in verse number one, of course, James is talking to the Jewish people and uh, it says, starts it off again, my brethren. Be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. And I believe in, in verse number one, I don't believe that James is trying to say uh, that you can't teach with your tongue, that you can't uh, guide people with your tongue. Um, but he's saying not to, not to rule over people and not to put yourself highly over other people and that they have to reach your standard. Um, you know, every, everybody's going to be able to have different talents, different abilities, um, but we shouldn't belittle people. Uh, because of the way that they are. And it says, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. We, we all have the same penalty for our sin. And of course, we know that is death. We've talked about that again. But going into verse number two, it says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. And so I've, I find it interesting, Dalton, that, that James kind of, it seems like every chapter, he kind of just Put you back in reality. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you might think that you're a good person. You might think that you are kind of doing exactly what you need to do, checking the boxes. But uh, he kind of says, hold on there. <laughs> we all have some things to work on. And, uh, and that's where he puts it right here in this verse saying, hey, don't, don't think of yourself higher than other people. And in many things, we offend all. Many times we, we judge people. But if we were to judge people according to the works that we've done, Maybe we'd be a little bit more, more merciful to them. Um, but kind of give us your thoughts on what, what you think uh, James is, is talking about in these first couple of verses. Uh, yeah, definitely. And again, you know, James is, he definitely hits it home to me and, and Garrett, you said to yourself, 
uh, when we think we're doing good and we think that we got everything worked out, there's always something that we could do better and work on. Mm -hmm. uh, and he brings that to our attention in this chapter. Uh, but, you know, talking about the first verse, you know, talking to the Jewish people, but I also believe he's talking to the saved uh, mm -hmm. Jewish people, you know, his brothers, his brothers in Christ. Um, but he, when he talks about uh, be not many masters, uh, and you mentioned about those who, who rule over other people and, and not to use our words to do that, not to use that position to wrong other people. But, but also uh, something to be aware of is if you're given a position of authority or you're elevated to a position where you have some, some say, you know, when I think about a youth pastor, we've been, you know, put in a position where we do have a say to, to some people under us or those who listen to us that we have to be careful with what we say and how we use our words. If we belittle other people or we push down or use uh, use our position to um, to stomp down on others, uh, but also it says knowing that we shall receive the greater con condemnation. Um, there's also a lot of uh, weight that comes along with with those who have a position, uh, those who have been given an opportunity to lead uh, and to rule. That we do have some greater responsibility and uh, definitely have a greater chance of, of messing that up and sinning. And so we mm -hmm. ought to be careful uh, if we have position or authority with a family uh, or, or whatever you, you think of, uh, we have to be careful uh, to guard our tongue and guard what we say. And he, and he begins to give us some instructions and, and talks about the tongue in these next couple verses here. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm glad you pointed that out with with us being in leadership. Um, definitely something that uh, in my study I found is that those that do have a position of leadership, that God has put you in that place, um, because none of us have really earned it. None of us are worthy of it, but the Lord has placed us in those positions. And as the wise scholar once said, um, Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, <laughs> with great, great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. And um, But there's truth to that saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also, you know, it's in there, it's in there somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of responsibility with, um, being a leader and whatever aspect you might be in. Um, maybe you're just a leader at your work. You're not necessarily a ministry leader, um, but you're in a position of uh, management or a supervisor. Um, or you have some, some position that your boss has given you where you're ruling over people. Um, there is a lot of responsibility that comes in that. And uh, we ought to be somebody who is able to look at somebody equally and uh, to not belittle them with our tongue. Um, it's very easy to be able to do that, especially when you are a preacher, you have a lot of opportunity to speak. And, uh, and that's where you should take the responsibility of study. And uh, you should take the responsibility of, of controlling your thoughts and your mind while you're preaching and teaching. And, uh, that, and that's only going to come help by the Holy Spirit. Um, because like I said earlier, when, when we look at other people, um, and we want to judge them and for what they've done or what they're going to do or how they're living. Uh, if we were to judge them by our own faults and uh, the shortcomings that we have, we'd probably be a, a little bit more lenient on them and, uh, and wouldn't be so quick to judge others. And uh, I think James is really putting in perspective, uh, a lot of the things that he's went over in the previous chapters, um, with not having respect to persons, um, but also realizing that it does take our faith by our works, um, but not making our works where we're, we're something that we're, we're not, where we're trying to be a leader that is just belittling, belittling other people so we look better. Um, that's not the purpose of anything that we do. Anything that we do is, is for God and uh, for his purpose. And then uh, like any good preacher would do in verse number three, 
James kind of gives an illustration here of, of what he's trying to get across um, with the tongue. It says, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us and we may turn about their whole body. Verse four says, behold, also the ships, which they, uh, though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with every small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. And uh, Dalton, give us your thoughts on those verses. Yeah, definitely. And and James here gives us two uh, mighty things, you know, a horse. Uh, you think about how much weight and how much um, force that a horse can have. You think about how great a ship is. And yet both of those, um, we use something so small to steer them. Uh, it talks about uh, bridling, the putting a bit in the horse's mouth. Uh, then also talks about uh, the helm there um, to guide the ship. And, and as I thought about that, of course, this is in reference to our tongue and just talking about how oftentimes our, our, our tongue or our words or what we say uh, can affect our whole body and affect all of us and, and will guide us. <laughs> but as I thought about that, I thought about, you know, horses and how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as a young child, I would go to Oklahoma to see my dad. My dad, he, he broke horses for a living. Um, he worked at a feedlot where there, there were thousands of cattle. Uh, and, and he uh, he went to rodeos. He he roped. Uh, he's very good at that. So he had a lot of experience with horses. Um, but I thought it was very interesting when he would break a horse. And if you don't know what that that term is, that's when you take a wild horse and uh, you break their will. <laughs> you put <laughs> them in a, a ring. You ride them. They buck, and 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 you you stay on top, and 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 they buck until they can't buck anymore. And they know that you're the master. Um, and then they'll begin to train them. Uh, and on how to ride or how to rope and ride uh, different things. But I think it's interesting how you don't put a bit into a horse's mouth that's not even uh, broken into, that's wild. It's not going to do anything. Um, you can try, but it's not going to get anything accomplished. But you put a bit in, in a horse's mouth that is trained and one mm -hmm. that, that has been uh, through it all. They've broke their will and they understand that you're the master, that you're going to be guiding them. Well, you put the bit in there. And I think that that has some resemblance. You know, God's God's not telling us to, or James not telling us to put a bit in, in the mouth of those who aren't saved, you know, so they can, you know, guide them. Uh, he's, ta he's telling it to Christians, those who have been trained, those who have, who know the Bible. These are people he's talking to that, that are good people, but yet he tells them that we need to bridle our tongue. Just like we put the the bit in the horse's mouth that that we need, even though we're trained, even though that we we know the word of God, that we're the ones that need uh, to have something to control our mouth and tongue. And I just thought that was wild, mm -hmm. um, something so great and so fierce. Yet, you know, a horse needs to be broken, needs to be trained, and then that they'll put the bit in the mouth, and that will guide them. It will it will command them, and they'll have to obey uh, the one that's on the saddle, uh, directing them to the left or right, or telling them to speed up. Uh, and it's a trained horse that, that needs the, the bit in the mouth. Uh, and Garrett, that's kind of my thoughts there. And even though we're, you know, good Christians and we think mm -hmm. we understand the Bible and that we're good people, you know, I'm the one that needs to be working on my words. I'm the one that needs to, to let the word of God control me and what I say and think. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have the uh, past life of being a rancher like yourself, <laughs> but uh, I, I have, yeah, I, I do see where James is getting across you know, with, with a horse, a horse is a powerful animal. And uh, just, just a few times I've been around a horse, you know, they're just a big, strong animal and uh, comparing it to our tongue, you know, our, our tongues are so powerful. Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. 
um, was not a very wise person because <laughs> yeah, he, he really was. And uh, because I've been hurt so many times by someone's tongue uh, that it lashed at me and it cut me like a sword in my spirit. And it was hard to get over. Um, you know, I, I break a bone, it heals back and, and I'm fine. You know, I broke my arm when I was four years old. It's come back and it's, it's perfectly fine. I don't have any issues with it. But there's been times where people have said, sing, said things to me. And when I see that person again, those feelings can be drawn up just over one little thing that they might have said um, about me or about somebody that I love. And the tongue is a very, very pow powerful thing. Um, and an interesting that thing that I see in verse three, it says that they may obey us. And uh, we live in a world where in Christianity, it almost seems like obedience to God is something that's done away with that. Uh, you know, we've talked about it multiple times. Grace, our, our name is discover grace. Um, and we wanted, we want to discover real grace and God's grace is something that isn't, we, we didn't earn it ourselves. It's unmerited. God gave it to us. Um, but a phrase that I heard earlier this week, and I, I can't recall where I got it from, maybe a podcast or um, some sort of place I was maybe listening to a sermon. Uh, but, but the preacher or the speaker said, you know, we, we can't sin away God's grace, uh, but we can sin away God's mercy. And, uh, and that mercy only comes by obedience to him. And obedience is important. And our tongue is a big part of obeying God because he tells us, you know, we need to share the gospel. We need to be kind to others. We need to be uplifting. We need to be exhorting others. There's also the other side of the tongue where we are rebuking and reproving with love and mercy. And, and we have to use that wisely because if we just look at God and say, he's, he's going to be okay with whatever we do. Um, James talked about that earlier in, in, the, in the book, um, but our mouths are such a big part of that. And we have to make sure that it is under control, not just, you know, some people can't even talk and use their actual tongue, but I believe it starts in our mind. Um, there's times where you can think something and not actually say it, but I believe it's still sin because as a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then when it's talking about the heart, it's, it's talking about the mind. And so our minds, when, when we have the tongue, when we utter whatever is coming into our mind through our mouth, it needs to be something that would be pleasing to the Lord. And it's an area that all of us have to work on. Um, but I think it's, it's a very, very good analogy that James uses with a ship and with a horse, how they're such powerful things, but yet they're held under control by something that's such a small item. And that's how we are in our lives and, and with our tongues. Um, in verse number six, it says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. And uh, Dalton, real quick, my thoughts on, on this verse is, you know, a fire is something that is fierce, and it comes quickly. And a fire is something that will take over or overcome something very, very fast. And it doesn't take a long time for a, a fire to spread. And our mouth is the same way. Um, when we use it to be able to gossip about other people, when we use it to tear down other people, it does not take long for it to spread, um, spread to other people and spread in our lives where it's affecting our heart and our joy and the strength that we have in the Lord, all because that, that fire that's kindled inside of us, that's come out of our mouth is spread so quickly to other people. Um, there were somebody that, that slanders and we murmur and we, we talk about other people, how we ought not to. And so uh, the tongue is a very powerful thing. And I know that I need work on that. Um, those of you who are listening, hopefully you, you've realized that, hey, the tongue, 
it is something that we probably all struggle with from time to time. And it's not necessarily coming out of the mouth, but something that comes into your heart and your mind that that's included. And so uh, Dalton kind of give me your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and I, you, you think about how, how words really affect uh, you. And, mm-hmm. and again, you mentioned that statement about, uh, you know, words not hurting, they hurt. And I think each and every one of us can think of a time someone said something and it really burned and really stuck with us. You know, there mm-hmm. are people that, that go to therapy because of stuff that has been said to them, stuff that hasn't been said to them. Uh, and words really do affect. But verse five says, behold, how great a man matter, a little fire kindleth. You know, we talked about the the horse, you know, and, and the, the ship and how, you know, a bit is so small and, and the wheel or the helm is so small yet it 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 um it steers it but then also fire you know is small but it's very destructive and just like that our words are very destructive you know i, I live in in shelbyville tennessee that's middle tennessee and uh, out near gatlinburg a couple of years ago many of you can remember there was a huge fire uh, and it just rampaged throughout the area destroyed a lot mm-hmm. of land uh hurt uh hurt some people and, and took out some buildings and just even if you go there today you'll go hiking and you can see the areas that had been, you know, just devastated by, by the fire. And they're trying to, to rebuild that. And uh, the trees are, are starting to come back to life. Uh, but you can see the effects from, from just a small spark. Uh, and, and you think about the, the great wildfires, how they were started uh, by something so small. Uh, and, and our tongue can start something to be very destructive. You know, we live in a world of social media, uh, the internet, uh, and things or text messages that can be said in anger said in, in, in the bad spirit uh, that can really hurt and cause a lot of damage. You know, it started off small, but it, it grew uh, and it was very destructive, just like a fire does. You know, in my office <clears throat> at times when I'm trying to study or, or trying to, I don't know, get in the zone, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a candle and I light it. Uh, and it's a manly candle for all those that quickly <laughs> Yankee thought candle. that was girly. No, not for Yankee candle. Uh, it burns. I smell sawdust basically. Oh, okay. Good. good. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I burn this candle, mm. uh, and it's small and the fire is, um, but it's protected. Um, if you know what the candle looks like, oftentimes it's protected by a wall around it uh, mm. and it keeps the fire from going anywhere and the wax and the wick and just like that, very powerful, but it's in control. And just like that, our words are very powerful. Um, but if we keep them in control and use the word of God to restrain them, uh, we can have the the delight of, of saying words that are useful. Instead of being destructive, we can be uh, uplifting. Instead of being uh, damaging, that we can be uh, encouraging. And, and those are some, some things that we need to take in consideration, that our words, uh, that our tongue is powerful, even though it's so small. And, and also, it can be very destructive uh, if we don't guard it. Yeah. And, and really, this is something that uh, I think can hit home for anybody that's listening. Um, now, both of us are, are married um, you know, we, we've been married for a short time, but we know that in any type of relationship, you know, our words can be something that can hurt the other person and especially the ones that we love the most. Um, the things that the, the people that we love the most, when they talk to us, we care about what they think. And so many times our words are extra hurtful for the people that are closest to us. And, uh, for anybody who's listening out there, whether it be a spouse that you have, um, maybe just a sibling, a parent, um, a close friend you know, be careful on the words that you say to other people. Um, because just as Dalton had said, you have to have something that's guarding that, uh, you have to have 
just a, a filtration where it's it's not something that can just spread so quickly and uh, anger up inside of you where you just spout out anything that you want and anything that comes to your mind. Uh, it has to be controlled. And the power of the tongue is so, so big. And the tongue can be used for good just as much as it can be used for bad. And uh, of course, James will get more into this uh, later on in the passage, later in the book. He talks more about the tongue because it is such a, a important subject for us to get as Christians. Um, why, why would the world want to be like us if we're talking just like they are, if we treat our spouses just like they do? Um, there's no difference there. There's no separation. And so we have to be careful um, and be mindful for what we're saying and uh, to use our tongue for good and, and not let it be taken over, uh, that we would let the Lord and the Holy Spirit guide what we have to say the thoughts that come into our head and uh, that we wouldn't just be, you know, foolish with what we say to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, but that it'd be uplifting. And uh, many times people don't come to a church or stay at a church uh, because it's the brethren. <laughs> it's, it's the people that are saved that should know better. Um, but they're, they're just at each other all the time. Um, and so us as, as Christians, we should be the ones that are set apart, not be the ones that are the worst at this. Children of Israel, man, we can learn from them. They didn't use their mouths wisely. And uh, we can learn from biblical examples. And as James is saying, man, we need to use our mouths in the way and our tongues in the way that God would want us to use them. And I know that I want that to be my prayer in my life for sure. Yeah, definitely, Garrett. And uh, if I could just leave um, the podcast with a uh, with a verse, Proverbs 13, 3, uh, I love this verse. It says, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Mm. I think that's a verse that each and every one of us need to have memorized. And, and someone says something, the fire is kindling uh, within us. So we just quote that verse in our mind. Understand if I open wide my mouth, I'm going to have a lot of destruction. I just need to keep my words and hold on to them. I need to, to bridle my tongue uh, and keep it in, in restraint. And no matter if I've been saved for one year or 15 years, uh, this is something that we need to work on. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Everyone who's been listening and the feedback that you bring to us, we love it and uh, we appreciate being able to do it. Um, again, thank you for uh, participating in the giveaway we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, that was a huge blessing to be able to see people get on there and interact with us on social media. Um, but if we can be a blessing to you in any other way, please reach out to us and we would love to help you pray for you in any way that we can. Uh, but for today in this episode for James chapter 3, 1 through 6, signing off is Garrett and Dalton, and have a great day in Jesus.